and good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, or good evening, whatever the case may be around this rotating globe. Welcome to the other side of midnight, the time when um, when Art did this time slot. Anything could happen at this time of night and did, but uh, the daytime was kind of normal. Well, obviously, if you've been paying attention to anything over the last several years, daytimes are anything but normal. Um, I'm going to talk a bit about some important news that you're going to want to really pay attention to tonight. Uh, so, you know, as, as a friend of mine used to say, listen up, listen up. He was a Marine. Listen up. Go to the other side of midnight.com. That's our URL, the other side of midnight.com. Click on tonight's banner for Charlie Zeiss, um, which has to do with pyramids with all, oh, by the way, Kintia, I should have told you to post the uh, actual full shot of these pyramids uh, as down, you know, before before the last three images. Make it number, this is on on-air programming, folks. Make it number five and move everything down one. Because <clears throat> I want during the show to be able to show this panoply, this comparison, which is really important. Anyway, if you click on that banner, and that will take you to tonight's guest page, uh, Right there under, uh, if you scroll down a bit, under my uh, pricey of tonight, you'll see fast links to items. Click on Richard, and you'll see there are four items at the top of uh, my items, which all have to do with the coronavirus. This, um, I hate to say, seems to be getting out of hand, which raises all kinds of really important questions. Item number one, Senator Tom Cotton, Republican, who has been obviously a bit busy because of the impeachment trial, has just posted on Twitter um, the idea that we proposed several days ago with links to the actual data, that the Wuhan outbreak is potentially connected to the level four bioweapons lab, which is in Wuhan and just 20 miles or so south of this, uh, what they call wet market. He, he calls it in Twitter a seafood market, but it's, it's more. It's more than seafood. And the Chinese officials have said that's where this originated. But as uh, Cotton points out in his data and in his tweet, the actual patient zero, you know, medical people always refer to patient zero where, you know, they can identify where it starts, the infection. Patient zero apparently was nowhere near this market, nor apparently consumed anything from this market, which raises really profound questions. Now, item number two. Remember, a couple of days ago, we included in uh, Radio with Pictures a news item which said that some researchers had found that there were in the, in the genome, when you take apart the DNA of this virus, they found HIV components. And so some Thai doctors in Thailand, that's story number two, have apparently cured a patient using powerful AIDS drugs, which of course are, you know, zeroed in on the HIV virus of, of you know, the, uh, the genetic genotype of the HIV virus, which raises really intriguing questions. Leading, of course, to item number three. New evidence emerges coronavirus bioweapon might have been a Chinese 
vaccine experiment gone wrong, genes contain P-shuttle SN sequences proving a laboratory origin. This is a very important paper published by BioXIV.org, uh, which is a journal presenting findings from all over the world on biology. It's a credible source, so you can trust what you're reading. And uh, it turns out that back in early December, apparently some doctors tried to bring to the Wuhan police notices and evidence of an outbreak, and they were castigated, chastised, and arrested for spreading rumors. Um, so much for an early warning system. And finally, uh, item number four is a video that was smuggled out through the Internet of someone, um, I believe, uh, that the um, carrier is a gal named Jennifer Zeng on Twitter who got hold of this video from someone in China, which purports to show <clears throat> a lot of dead people, far more proportionally than the Chinese authorities are admitting. This is a video which is looking into the you know, vans that are carrying the uh, bodies and body bags to the crematoriums. Apparently, he was able, this, this uh, videographer was able to get into the hospital himself. And you see all the personnel there with masks and gloves and all of this, because this is very infectious. It's airborne. <clears throat> if someone was trying to create a hybrid between a coronavirus, by the way, the name coronavirus is not specific to this particular outbreak. It's the larger designation of a of a series of these respiratory uh, infections, viral infections, including the common cold. And the reason it's called a coronavirus is because when you look at these things, these little guys under a microscope, they look like the moon with the sun's corona stretching out from behind. So that is uh, the overall designation. Now, why did my computer just go weirdly blank? That's very funny. That's very strange. All right. Um, this afternoon, I heard that uh, Robert Morning's. Oh, I see why. I see why. Thank you, Kintia. Um Robert Morningstar was prevented from doing his show because apparently he was hacked and kept off his own show. <clears throat> and of course, Robert deals with some of the same information and materials that we do. And it looks like there is a dedicated cadre out there who are trying to suppress information. Gosh, that would never happen. Would that ever happen? No, I guess not. Okay. I'm being very facetious. Okay. Um, item number – come on, come on, come on. Back in, back in. I made the mistake of going away from the page, and a lot of people are looking. So there we are. Okay. Um, the rest of the items we're going to save until um, I talk to Charles because we're going to talk about how this virus could be uh, attacked if we weren't using mainstream modalities. In other words, we're directly in the epic of the efficacy of energy medicine. And one of the people that I think that we probably should talk to and maybe even schedule a show around this would be uh, Sherry Edwards, because if anything could be um, affected by the uh, field approach, by an energy approach, 
using the right frequencies to basically, you know, phase out of existence this particular strain of virus, coronavirus. It might be found in the work of Sherry Edwards. So make a note, Kinthea, we need to contact uh, Sherry um, this week and see if she's looking into this and if she has some important recommendations for what people can do. Because there are now nine cases verified in the United States. There are 19 countries outside of China who, which have been af- affected. If you could have half a country, I would say 19.5, but I find that number interesting. And uh, so it goes. We are watching something. I'm not sure what we're watching. I have a feeling that it may have been an accident, you know, something that escaped from uh, a level four lab. Because if you're so close to a major city, by the way, I quoted the wrong number last night. There are not 19 million inhabitants in uh, uh, Wuhan. There are 11 and change, 11 million plus. So I want to make sure that the record is correct. Be that as it may, we're going to switch gears now, and we're going to talk about uh, indicators of a physics which really could make short shrift of such epidemics, provided the establishment, who also live here and who go to markets and go to Starbucks and you know interact on airplanes with other people, if they were concerned that they may be uh, at risk. Of course you know and I know that they know more than the rest of us are supposed to know. And they are already using energy medical techniques to keep themselves healthy in a variety of situations, but they just don't want the rest of us to know, which I think is, um, well, it's unfair and it's par for the course. Turning to Charlie. Charlie Zeiss first got interested in Russian pyramids three years ago while watching one of David Wilcox's wisdom teaching uh, videos. He was amazed at the extensive scientific pyramid research that had been compiled by some of Russia's leading scientists, guys like, uh, you know, one of my favorite Russian guys, Kozarev, and finding no Russian pyramids available for sale in Western markets, he set out to make pyramids for his own use and research. After verifying a number of research projects he could directly undertake and noticing tremendous personal health improvements, Russian geometry pyramids for Charlie became an all-consuming passion. Charlie was drawn to the science and mathematics deriving pyramid function and dedicated his efforts both to the study and the dissemination of scientific information on pyramids as well as designing a practical and reasonably priced Russian geometry pyramid for individual use. He is currently producing a series on his own YouTube page entitled Fundamentals of Pyramid Science, where he brings together the fields of torsion physics, well, that sounds familiar, sacred geometry, shape power slash biogeometry, cosmometry, meditation, and spirituality. He recently completed a 20-part video series. Oh my God, 20. I hate videos. You know why I hate videos? Because they're linear. People send me videos all the time and they say, oh, you got to look at this. And they never tell me, even in a line, 
why I should look at this. You know, please, anybody sending me stuff. I love people sending me stuff. Don't get me wrong. But time is limited, and videos are linear. I, you know, I wish people would write. I'm a writer. I love writing because you can skim. You can look at figures and captions and then get a sense of whether you really want to take the time, which will never come back, which is precious, particularly in this over, over, over informationalized world, to take the time and read something. Or at the very least, a pricey of the video. So when you're sitting for 20 minutes, you know, you got to watch it beginning, middle and end. You know why you're watching. End of rant. Anyway, Charlie recently completed a 20-part video series on the Russian pyramid research, which details the extraordinary results achieved in the areas of health, agriculture, environmental remediation, and material science, to which I would obviously add the medical benefits vis-a-vis the current outbreak of the coronavirus from China. Earlier this year, Charlie developed a totally new theory on the sacred geometry of Russian pyramids. Oh, I can't wait for that one. A topic which has been the subject of confusion and misunderstanding in the West. Gosh, that can't happen on the planet, can it? Based upon his conclusions, the sacred geometry of these pyramids is based upon the phi spiral and the phi scaling angle, both of which we're going to explain shortly. This geometry uniquely brings both the fourth dimension of space-time into the pyramid's geometry, which he believes is the driving force behind their amazing capabilities. And through his research, Charlie's also uncovered fascinating correlations between the Giza and Russian pyramid geometries. Why am I not surprised? An avid meditator, Charlie is also quite interested in the science behind pyramid meditation and believes the effectiveness of Russian pyramids in hastening manifestations, enhancing creativity, remote healing, see, healing, and interdimensional contact is a direct result of the unique geometry of these pyramids. He'll be speaking in August on these topics at the upcoming Cosmic Reset Retreat, sponsored by the Pyramid Spiritual Societies Movement, a pyramid meditation group based in India, that is bringing their teachings to America for the very first time. Charlie is part of a team that is in the early stages of establishing a nonprofit foundation to study the health, environmental, agricultural, and material science effects of pyramids. A former Wall Street investment banker, he was one of the primary architects who developed the structure for mortgage-backed securities in the 1970s. The economic devastation brought about by this financial product in 2008 motivated his career transition to one of somewhat more benefit to humankind. Charlie received his BA and MBA degrees from Dartmouth College in New Hampshire. So, Charlie, welcome back to the other side. Richard, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, as my grandmother used to say, it's nice being had. Anyway, ha! Um, let's kind of go into a little more on your background because that is one heck of a transition from being on Wall Street to being on, on, you know, Celestial Street, shall we say? Yeah. How did that really, was it just Wilcock or were you kind of feeling disquieted when you looked around and 
saw the havoc that uh, you know unparalleled, unfettered, un, untrammeled capitalism can can wrought on on uh, you know a whole society of human beings. Well, Richard, I think it was probably a, a transition that took a number of years. Uh, long before I left Wall Street, I started getting interested in metaphysics and uh, uh, energy uh, healing and the like. And so when 2008 hit, uh, I, you know, it was a dark night of the soul for me personally because I felt as though I bore uh, some responsibility for what happened uh, in the world economy. But, you know, you come to realize that that those uh, someone else would have invented uh, that structure or, or put it together had I not done it. And so it forced me into, uh, you know, a transition period. I, uh, I did some other things for a while, but uh, I, I got involved about six years ago in various energy products. I started selling, uh, for example, um, structured water machines. Uh, I started making tensor rings. And uh, then three years ago when uh, David put out his series, I got serious about about pyramids. Mm. So what glommed you on to the Russians as opposed to the you know, I mean, thousands of examples all around the world of ancient cultures that somehow really thought pyramids were important? Well, I guess the, the most important thing uh, from my perspective, Richard, was the extensive research that the uh, Russian scientists had done. And, um, you know, people get it attracted, I'm sure, to uh, pyramids for different reasons. But I, for one, was more interested in pyramids from uh, the perspective of their benefits for mankind and the environment. So uh, that's the real reason I got started uh, with the Russian geometry pyramids. And I knew virtually nothing about pyramids um, prior to uh, to seeing David Wilcox uh, series three and a half years ago. So uh, it, I, I literally started from scratch in terms of my knowledge, and uh, you know I had to work my way up. But uh, each day continues to be a learning experience, and um, I think this is going to be a lifetime uh, pursuit for me, I'm sure. Hmm. Okay, when you were looking at David's stuff, I obviously would, would think that he was highlighting this Russian billionaire slash oligarch, uh, Golod who, as far as I know, is the only modern guy to build a contemporary pyramid out of contemporary materials, but of a very unusual shape. You want to talk a bit about Golod? Sure. Um, you know, Golod, uh, as you say, um, to my knowledge as well, is the only person who, first of all, most people uh, who think of pyramids are going to think of the Giza pyramid or something very close to it uh, in terms of the geometry, a very low slope. And uh, so it was quite unusual to look at to begin with, to see that these Russian pyramids were, were at a much higher slope. And I was vaguely familiar with the uh, uh, Nubian uh, pyramids from, uh, from Egypt. So uh, at first I, as well as I think all of the other researchers that had come before me, you know, I thought that um, 
this geometry was based more on the Nubian pyramid, but that's uh, where when, when you start to build a pyramid, the first thing you need to know is what are the dimensions. And uh, uh, that's got me into uh, quite a bit of uh, research that quite honestly started to contradict uh, the idea that these were uh, Nubian pyramids. Um, there was some information, and the only real information that I had to begin with was from uh, one of Dr. Golod's original researchers, uh, whose last name is Krasnaholovitz. He had published an article on uh, GizaPyramid.com, and it was the only place that really indicated uh, anything about the geometry of these pyramids. And for those in the audience uh, who want to look, uh, that's item four on, uh, on my slides. Uh, he stated that the height to base length ratio of the Russian pyramids was 2.02 to 1. Now, as it turns out, that's not quite accurate, but it's as close as you could get from because it was the only available source. Uh, so I could continue on with this discussion, but Dr. Well, and I will, Dr. Golod. Uh, when I finally found his website, pyramids.ru, uh, and that is hard to find, by the way, with any uh, traditional Western uh, uh, search engine, because hmm. <laughs> I don't think it's uh, uh, something that they want us to find. But, um, you know, once I confirm that, Golot also mentions that he used sacred geometry in determining the uh, geometry of his pyramids. Well, that's what uh, got me started because there was no way that I could determine, nor had anyone else, uh, with a height to base length ratio of something in the neighborhood of 2.02, how you could get a traditional uh, two-dimensional relationship to phi. Uh, it just didn't exist. Hmm. So I don't know if you want me to continue on, but just a I well. Guess a, let me let me let, let me go back just one one kind of paragraph. Yeah. When I was introduced to Golod's pyramids, I was struck a by, you know, they look really almost like church steeples that had kind of gotten up in the middle of the night and wandered over to Russia and sat down. Uh, they were incredibly you know skinny, tall, not mm -hmm. like Egyptian pyramids at all. And it was only when I started delving into why he was doing this that, again, through David, um, the experiments that Golod conducted in the pyramid began to come out with these extraordinary effects, which resonated, pun intended, with the research I was doing on the whole torsion field, you know, ether background. And, right. I, and I realized that these were what I had measured with Robin around the world in other sacred sites, including pyramids um, in uh, Central America, they were energy or field amplifiers, solid state amplifiers. Were you able to find his recounting other than through David's work of, of the experiments that Golod did, which made it very clear because the standard cliche is, oh, all pyramids are tombs, that whatever they were, these were not tombs. They were something far more interesting 
and far more important? Well, the way that I got to the geometry was actually reading uh, from one of David Wilcox's uh, trilogy of books that he has uh, on his uh, site, Divine Cosmos, that he wrote. And it was actually in the book, Divine Cosmos, that's free on his website, the research of Anatoly Akimov. Uh. Uh, Anatoly Akimov, in about 2000, excuse me, 1990, did some uh, research to find out uh, what geometric shape was the most effective as he they turned it passive torsion generator in other words what generated the most uh, uh, torsion field energy mm-hmm. and what Akamov found was that a, a cone that was shaped in the geometry of the phi spiral was the most effective well I didn't know how to, uh, you know, what a phi spiral would look like exactly, but I decided to do um, uh, an example where I took circles and stacked them on top of each other, uh, and in three dimensions, you could visualize this as spheres, Mm -hmm. and those spheres, the diameter of them would, would decrease by phi, in other words, you would decrease the diameter of the second sphere by 1.618 and then the one above it by 1.618 and you'd end up with a stack of spheres Mm -hmm. sitting on top of each other and at that point i said well let's build a pyramid around that wait 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 there's one step in between so then if you draw a line connecting tangent to each of the spheres stacked on top of each other you wind up with this shape this very tall skinny That's exactly right. Exactly right. And then when you do that, you end up with uh, a geometry, which is very, very close to that which was shown in the Krasnoholovich article. Uh, It's 2.06 to 1, not 2.02. And that's when I thought for the first time that I had actually figured this out. Um, okay, let you, me, let me, we're, we're coming up on the break at the bottom of the hour. Okay. Why do you think there are these errors, these this spread of information? I mean, mathematics and geometry and measurement is pretty precise. Why yeah. is this variance out there? It's kind of weird to me. Well, the variance between the Krasnoholovitz article and what I found, I think, can be explained in a couple of ways. One... Uh, we don't uh, – there may not be an interest in Russia anymore of actually letting this information out. Uh, at the end of the Cold War, the scientists who worked with him, their group tried to publish all of this research in the United States, in the West, and uh, they were effectively suppressed from doing so. Now, wait a minute. By the Russian KGB or by the CIA? I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, I've got an interesting article to tell you after the break about how I got the article about um, Akimov's research. So, well, if you go on the web, you will find a dedicated assault, a really nasty assault on all of these torsion field researchers, Kozarev and Akimov and 
uh, who's the physicist, the, uh, the the current genius physicist who's actually convolved torsion field theory into relativity and all that? They're Nassim? all, huh? Nassim? No, no, no. That's that's one of our guys. Okay. No, this is a Russian. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Yeah, you're you're you'll know the name if I can remember it. Anyway, we are at the at the bottom of the hour. Uh, my guest this morning is Charles Seif. Um, is it is it is it Zeiss or Zeiss? I've always wondered. It's it's Zeiss, Richard. Zeiss, That's okay. Zeiss, okay. See, yeah. Zeiss makes the cameras. All right. Anyway. That's right. I <laughs> wish I were a relative of uh, it. Yes, if you were. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, we are about to uh, go back, go away, and then come back, um, and we're going to do something interesting musically this morning. We're going to take you around the world listening to. Uh, Shall we say Egyptian music? All right. Not quite sure why it's not quite working. Okay. Here we are. Here we are. Here on the other side of midnight. My name is Richard C. Hoagland. We shall return. Midnight.com. Talk radio with pictures on demand. Liberate your hyperdimensional time scale and non-linearly access over 400 hours of conversation at the cutting edge of science and thought. Join Club 19.5 to get access to exclusive content that fits your interests and time schedule. Filter episodes by guest or subject. Membership costs $9.95 a month, $0.33 a day. Talk radio with pictures on demand. The other side of midnight.com. Sunday night, February 2nd, 
tomorrow is caucus day in Iowa, if you're listening in Iowa. Go attend a caucus, throw your hat in the ring, vote for somebody, stand up for somebody. Make a decision, because every decision now is critical. I mean, this is a critical time. Um, one of the things I didn't get to in my new section is the Super Bowl was, of course, tonight. The Chiefs won. I had mixed loyalties. I had reasons for kind of rooting for the 49ers and reasons for voting for the Chiefs. And uh, anyway, so I was kind of neutral. But I obviously was really paying attention to the commercials and the halftime show. And next Sunday night, one week from tonight, Chris Knowles and I and some surprise guests are going to be tackling the extraordinarily revealing symbology around the Super Bowl, current things going on in Hollywood, the impeachment, whatever you want to call it, extravaganza, pageant, presentation. It wasn't a trial. And we're going to go into all of that, and we're going to decode things that the mainstream, A, doesn't probably know, and B, even if they did, they might not want to tell you. And one of the things was kind of apropos of what I was saying last night about the uh, whole impeachment uh, uh, farce, because it really was a farce, and that is the Jason Momoa commercial where he basically unveils that the guy inside the Momoa suit is nothing like the Jason Momoa that we see in films and television. It's kind of like, you know, what I've been saying, what you're seeing is not reality. Well, the Momoa commercial blatantly right in your face, and according to the news reports, it disturbed an awful lot of fans. Gosh, I wonder why. It basically is saying, you know, in a very Dickinsonian way, reality is not what you think you're seeing. So next week, next Sunday, we're going to try to decode a lot of stuff that you might have missed. Okay, my guest this morning, or this afternoon, or this evening, wherever you are on this uh, planetary sphere, is Charlie Zeiss, and we're talking about pyramids and their shapes with Egypt music, ancient Egyptian music, real ancient Egyptian music playing in the background. So, Charlie, you're on deck again. All right. So, I think we were going to, I was going to uh, relay it. You were asking about uh, the suppression of this information. Yes, yes. Uh, when I uh, read David's uh, summary of the uh, Akamoff research, of course, he didn't have that original research paper in his book, but I decided to go get it because I wanted to, to, to have uh, the original so I could read it for myself. So I went to my local library. and yeah, uh, Hang on just one, just one. Sure. Um, if you want to see, uh, Charlie references the Nubian pyramids. Kinthea has got them posted now, this item number five. So if you go to the other side of midnight.com, click on tonight's banner for February 2nd. That will take you to the guest page. Scroll down a little bit, see the fast links, click on Richard's fast links. That will take you down to my items. Scroll down a smidge. Nubian pyramids, this is from the National Geographic. They did a stunning panorama. Click on that 
and then if you're in Windows, you can actually press the uh, you know Control Plus buttons, and that will make it much bigger on your screen. I have no idea how you make it bigger in a Mac. Um, the point is that Charlie laid out right there. We have this amazing spread of geometries, all huh. in one place, real mm -hmm. ancient stuff as a backdrop to your discussion now of how Golan and the Russians seem to have arrived independent, I believe you said, from any Nubian models of the current skinny so-called Russian pyramid geometry. Correct. Correct. So uh, anyway, to, to go back to... But the, all of this has been censored between a kind of an unholy alliance between the KGB and the CIA you know, as the Cold War was heating up and then cooling down, as if somebody did not want anyone to know why these pyramids really do something besides hold a body. That is correct. And, you know, I think it, it my theory is at first it was the um, uh, U.S. government that suppressed the research because the scientists that worked on Golod's team were looking for outlets for their, uh, for their science research. But subsequent to that, I'm starting to believe that perhaps the Russian government is actually playing a role in that suppression as well. Uh, Golod on his uh, website, pyramids.ru states that he feels that uh, they call this forum effects, the effects of pyramids and that knowledge is going to be or could potentially be a bigger industry for Russia than uh, the oil and gas industry. So, Which Russia uh, desperately needs another industry. That's if, exactly right. If anybody right. has read Rachel Maddow's brilliant book uh, called Blowback, which, uh, and again, I'm not taking political sides. I know there are folks out there that hate Rachel Maddow. Forget your hatred. Go read. She's documented, documented, documented. That's what journalism is really all about. And the idea that Putin has basically made Russia, which potentially could be one of the real superpowers on the planet, into this third, fourth, fifth rate. I mean, the, the economy of Russia is less than the economy of New York State. You know, people compare it to countries like Italy. No, it's tinier than one of our states. So how come it holds such huge sway in the international arena? Well... Someone the other day said it was a, um, a gas station with nuclear weapons. Forget who that was. But that's the reason. And Putin has made that decision to solely focus the Russian economy on their oil and gas fields, which, of course, we all know, certainly those listening to this show, are not long for this world. They are obsolete. And this research, this technology, these energy-enhancing torsion field etheric amplifiers – are the means to a stunning new economy. And so, Charlie, I think you're absolutely right. The bright visionaries, of which there are a lot in Russia. I mean, Russians yes. are really, really incredibly bright and gifted and multicultural. And, I mean, look at, uh, you know, composers. Look at painters. Look at their architecture. Why they're a third-world country is a, is a crime. It's a shame. They've been forced to, by Putin, to be remain a third world country and this could liberate them so you think that it's kind of an unholy alliance between these these intelligence agencies well i know for a fact that when i started researching the russians and 
and Kozarev and what those guys were doing with torsion, I found these really acerbic, horrible hit pieces, which were designed to turn off anybody uh, that was looking into their research. And it was Russians writing terrible things about other Russians. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, um, our, our government seems to be trying to withhold a lot of this information as well. You know, my my experience has been going. Charlie, you, you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm being. I'm trying to be polite. When I went to the library, I was told that there were two locations in the United States that uh, had this particular research article. One of which was the Library of Congress, and that I'd have a copy within a week. Well, six weeks later, after calling every week to find out what was going on. I finally was told that all of a sudden, neither of these two sources, again, one of which was the Library of Congress, could find this article that I wanted so desperately um, uh, to read. Hmm. So we ended up having to go out of the country to London to get it, and I got it right away. But uh, uh, after being told that I could have it, uh, all of a sudden, the Library of Congress couldn't find it. Interesting. The most yes. amazing library on the planet, and they couldn't find it. Okay, um, question. If Golod is an oligarch and a billionaire, mm-hmm. I don't know whether politically he's kind of cozy with Putin because all the Russian oligarchs who have all this money, you know, they made it in the transition between communism, the fall of the Soviet Union, and now. Right. Is he aligned with Putin? And if he's not, I mean, being a billionaire makes you very, 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 very vulnerable because you have something they can take away. So how did Golod, if there was this systematic effort to suppress this alternative physics in Russia, you know, almost, you know, Soviet Union slash Russia, that transition, and the West, how come Golod could use his resources to erect these massive pyramids around Moscow and further out. And furthermore, how could he conduct experiments that proved stunning positive effects, measurable, reproducible effects in essentially a society where the in crowd did not want this information known? Well, I, I think they want it known internally, but not externally. And to, yeah, to but in dike- the era of the Internet, you, you can't plug the leaky dike. You know, that's well, how it I, got out. That's how David got onto it. That's how I, I was able to, you know, delve into Kozarev, et cetera. I totally agree. But if you go on to Bing or Google, you won't find it on our side either. So you're right. It's an unholy alliance. Uh, and I, you know, I haven't really concerned myself with why that's happening, but I know that it is happening. Uh, and I, I feel that. Uh, some powerful interests globally don't want people to know. One of the things that, uh, besides the health benefits of of this geometry that we'll get into later in the discussion, is the potential uh, free energy impacts of this geometry as well. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) By all means. Okay, so uh, for folks that are saying, wait a minute, these guys are talking pyramids, Pyramid energy that was all debunked decades ago. Go through some of these remarkable experiments that Golod funded 
and proved that this invisible energy amplification and the beneficial beneficial effects there there too actually is real. Sure. Well, there are a number of uh, studies in the health area. They uh, subjected uh, mice to certain uh, carcinogens and did control studies where one group was um, placed inside of a pyramid and the other was not. Uh, in the control group, uh, virtually all of the, the mice or rats uh, died, uh, whereas the ones who uh, were under the pyramid survived. Similarly, they did a study with uh, severely at-risk premature uh, birth children. Those children, again, a control group. Well, there was no control group because this group was so uh, likely to die that uh, 95% of the kids that would be born with uh, with these uh, symptoms or this uh, would not ever survive. But all of the kids survived after drinking water that had been uh, stored under a pyramid for a period of time. Oh, my God. Now, do you have links to these papers in your section? To I have. The papers themselves, Richard, and, and here's the tragedy, um, David and other researchers have only gotten summaries of these papers. So I have probably the best compilation of all of the summaries of this research on my website. So you can go to stargatepyramids.com and you'll see uh, uh, a link there for the uh, for all of the Russian uh, research summaries. Okay, and that's found down uh, in, in Charlie's bio, uh, where right. you have his picture and it says websites and all that. There's also some other website links which are more specialized with subcategories above that. But yeah, because sure. people people need to see the actual evidence that's to, right. to believe things that are unbelievable. Last night I had the discussion with with my guest about you know the the nonsense of extraordinary claims demand extraordinary evidence. No, that's not science. That's uh, that's psychology. But in this case, because of the built-in belief, culturated over over you know millennia, that pyramids are just tombs. You know, we need to disabuse people of the notion that they're that limited, and these modern scientific experiments reproducible by anybody. I mean, you can do this in your garage. This is what is so incredibly democratic, Charlie, about this science. If they that's right. if they Spend a couple hundred bucks with you and get a pyramid. There's nobody within the sound of my voice that can't replicate these results in their own home with incredible positive personal results. That is absolutely correct. And um, I, there are results that deal with uh, agriculture, with environmental remediation. They put a big pyramid up in a city that was downwind from a uh, a, a, a plant that had uh, was polluting the air tremendously, and within uh, a year of putting that pyramid up, the number of respiratory disease deaths in the city went down by fifty percent. Oh within my a couple God! Years, it was down by eighty-five percent. Oh, incredible! And there the are people, evil people, who want to suppress this. Should that's make right. You, make you a bit angry. <clears throat> Well, that's right. And, and you know, other examples, um, they took some salt, common table salt, that 
we would use in our cooking, and they put it under the pyramid for a period of time and distributed it to 20 prisons throughout the Russian prison system and fed this to 6,000 prisoners. Each one of the 20 wardens of the prisons said that it was like someone had transferred out one group of prisoners and put in a group of angels because oh, the uh, the level of uh, violent behavior dropped by 95% uh, just after eating the salt in the pyramids. Oh. Now, I'll talk from personal experience, which is, of course, just anecdotal, but I know that, uh, Richard, if you'd known me five or six years ago, I was nowhere near as peaceful. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I would fly off the handle at, at, at poor customer service people and things. And, you know, I largely, I don't do that anymore. I'm much more at peace. So, well, you were a Wall Street guy. Come on. Well, that's true. And I had a pretty <laughs> short temper. But that's why you were a Wall Street guy. That was the predisposition, competition, tooth and nail, you know, fang and claw, you know, Capitalism, Absolutely. naked, Absolutely. naked Adam Smith capitalism. That's right. And just to, just to bring a few more quickly, uh, in agriculture, they did numerous studies where they would either put pyramids into the field or they would uh, store the seeds inside of a pyramid before planting, and the crop yields uh, increased anywhere from two to four times. I have a Central American story to tell you later in the show, which uh, kind of neatly corroborates that. Um, so you're you're talking about Golod. Now, Golod, you know, he's a billionaire. He's got a team, right? Yes. Okay. Do we know who's on the team? Do we know the various disciplines, the, the range of specialties that he's, you know, uh, chosen from? Well, the health research was largely done, uh, to my understanding, at various uh, institutes in Moscow, but a lot of the the other research was actually performed in Ukraine, which is a fascinating. Wait, 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 ding, 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 ding. Yes. Have you noticed how many times Ukraine has come up in these alternative circles, up to <laughs> and including the amateur astronomer who, in August, discovered this comet, so-called Borisov, the second interstellar visitor to the solar system in astronomical history, mm -hmm. and he's from Ukraine. Yeah. And then we got the whole dog and pony show with Trump and, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, his national security advisor and the Democrats and the Republicans. I mean, it's all – I've been looking for something that will make Ukraine, not historically, but long, long time ago, the focus – of something really important, and I think I may have found something, but I have a feeling, as we're going to talk about in the next few minutes, that you may have independently found a missing link. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> tease, an tease, Natalie. An interesting story about Ukraine and, and the pyramid research that was done there. Uh, when I finally found Golod's website, and was reading it for the first time, there's a Q&A section where uh, he's, he's interviewed by someone. And out of the blue, I see a question that said, and what do you think of the pyramid that was located on the Maidan, which is the, the square in Kiev, during the revolution 
or whatever we want to call it, that occurred in 2014. Oh. Apparently, Golod's uh, response was that some of his former colleagues apparently were involved in uh, programming this uh, pyramid to project uh, information out to the square to foment hostilities. No, wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that just before this revolution, which overturned the very pro-Russian, pro-Putin Ukrainian government, Golad's associates in Ukraine built one of these large pyramids in a square in Kiev. In the Maidan, yes. Okay. That's apparently that's what Golad is stating on his website. And the effects in the surrounding square miles, mm-hmm. just just by existing, by amplifying the field, the torsion field, for all of the inhabitants of Kiev, it basically, and I'm going to get very controversial here, it kind of kick-started a consciousness change to where they threw out the old pro-Putin guy. In fact, mm-hmm. he had to flee to Moscow. They invaded his palaces, found stunning amounts of money that he spent from the people on all kinds of personal things, including racetracks and speedboats and whatever. They found thousands and thousands of documents floating in his swimming pools that they rescued, and they basically created a revolution. And you're saying that this pyramid, this construction of one of Golod's pyramids could have been instrumental in this change of consciousness in Ukraine. That's what Dr. Golod is saying on his website, yes. And he's still out, not in prison? <laughs> I mean, this is, this is, again, I like mysteries, but I don't like contradictions. Why yeah. is he being allowed in a totally controlled, again, you know, after the Russian spring, after the fall of the wall and, you know, the whole political history in the 90s of, of Russia going from communism to freedom briefly why is he allowed to do these things and write these things i was as surprised to find that as you are to hear it so i I don't have a good answer to that question well we're we're (laughs) we're not telling any tales out of school but before the show i told charlie that i have arranged a back channel so charlie can talk directly through a russian translator with Golod himself, and you're writing down questions, right, Charlie? And this I is, am. And this is going to oh, be I one of your really top questions. questions. How yes. are you still functioning in this <laughs> current political environment in Russia? Right. And then you'll come on and tell the rest of us. Sure. Okay. I certainly will. I'd be happy to. Okay, so go down the list. We've got about five minutes to the top of the hour. Go down the list of more amazing scientific miracles that Golod's pyramids reproducibly have created? Well, um, they, first of all, um, the Russians used radar to determine uh, the extent of the energy field of one of their large pyramids. And they were able to detect the energy field of one of their pyramids as far away as 50 miles. And oh they, my God! So all of all of Kiev was bathed in this. How, how big was the was the Kiev pyramid they built? 
the Kiev one, I do not know. There's no information on that. But the one that they were testing this with was uh, about 150 feet tall. Which is tiny. It's it, it really, really is. It's really small. Yeah. I mean, you know, the yeah. Great Pyramid is yeah. almost uh, uh, 500 feet tall. That's right. That's right. So, and also they did a calculation of the total amount of energy that was produced by the pyramid. And by their calculations, one of those pyramids produced as much energy as all of the electric generation capacity in the entire country of Russia. Oh, my God. That's, that's all on the website, and that's going to become important as we continue to discuss this in the context of, uh, of free energy. Now, now, this is on your website, right? Yes, okay. all of that information, that summary, all of that information is available on the website. I'm wondering if we have anybody listening in Kiev tonight, or it's actually morning there, send us a note, send us some pictures. I want to see a picture of this pyramid that Golod's guys built in the middle of downtown Kiev. I mean, this is non-trivial because I've been saying for years that the torsion field amplifiers changed the physics, not only of material stuff, but of consciousness. And if they just put that thing there and it was passively amplifying, no wonder people threw the bums out. I mean, really? Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Okay, we are at the top of the hour. My guest this morning is Charlie Zies. See, I pronounced that correctly. And yes. um, we're going to be back and we're going to talk about very interesting specifics about how you can do this at home. Uh, but, of course, you know, we won't be able to do that until we return. You're on the other side of midnight. We're kind of playing pyramid music tonight in our bumpers and breaks. My guest this morning is Charlie Zies. My name is Richard C. Hoagland. And don't touch that dial because there are some major surprises coming. Surprises that you can do for yourself. Thanks for listening to this exciting first hour. Now, the second and third hour of the show is available to Club 19.5 members only. Please support the show by subscribing to Club 19.5 and join our very interesting community. To do that, please visit the website, theothersideofmidnight.com, and click on the Join Club 19.5 link in the left-hand column. As a Club 19.5 member, you'll gain access to the rest of this show and all previous 350-plus shows that we have done. Now, recent Club 19.5 member archive recording have the commercials removed, and the sound quality has been enhanced. You'll also receive a dedicated private podcast feed that contains these enhanced show recordings. And you'll be able to download the MP3 files directly from the archive if you prefer. As a Club 19.5 member, you'll also be the first to preview our new videos and reports. We'll be adding exclusive new features to Club 19.5 as we go forward. And boy, have we got some amazing things to tell you about in the coming weeks. So please support the show and don't miss all the exciting new things we have planned. I want to thank all our Club 19.5 members because without your guys' support, this show would not be on the air. Please help us continue growing the show by subscribing to Club 19.5 today. And when I say we really need you, we really need you. Over and out. <laughs>